tuned into Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit simplecast.com. You are listening to Amila's Window Seat on Full Service Radio. I am your host, Maimuna Youssef. Y'all like how I did that real sultry? Like, <laughs> I can see y'all wanting to laugh. I'm looking at you like, okay. <laughs> you are now listening to Maimuna Youssef on FullServiceRadio.org. In the studio with me, I have three lovely guests. <laughs> we are celebrating Women's History Month and just, you know, I mean, we do that all year round, but fly divaness and... I'm so excited, y'all. Let me show y'all who I, I got them on, on Instagram Live, too. Look who I have at, in, in, in the audience. My guest here, Miss Ayana Gregory, Miss Jay Mills, Miss Rob Brown. <laughs> Not that face, though. Okay, so normally, right, I have, like, a set of questions. You know what? You know I can't stand when your camera be not clean and your jaw be blurry. Okay, let me fix that. My makeup got on the list, uh-uh. <laughs> on the view. Okay, so normally I have like a set of questions, but since y'all like for real, for real, my friends, like yeah. my homies, my loved ones, we just gonna talk. Yes. So he said, "Come close to the microphone. Come close." Come he told close. me, "Come, come, come close. close to my." Do you, do you got a line that says that? Come close to my lips here. Something like uh, that you got. You better know it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> we we started this conversation um, as we were walking in. And Jay Mills, can I call you Jay Mills now? Do, do you have another name that you go by now that you're <laughs> the first official black woman grower and manager of a cannabis business? And what else do you call it? Wow. Curator, cultivator. 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 Wow. Look, yes. I'm going to tell you. I told my daddy I was I was gonna um, interview you today. He said, "Look, make sure you get the plug, Moo. You know, you know, you the only one with a clean record. Make sure you get the plug." I said, "You know what, Daddy? Leave me alone." <laughs> oh man, oh, Lord, <laughs> get the plug. So, Jay Mills, welcome to the show. We've been friends a long time, but. I am so excited and proud of you for the work that you've been doing. Thank you. I mean, I know it's a big political battle. It has been, you know, getting uh, marijuana legalized and has so many medicinal properties and has been used for thousands of years for healing. Yes. Uh, tell, tell me about what your, your journey has been with this. Um, it's, it's been amazing. It's been uh, just fantastic. It's been a great opportunity for me to get to just step into myself and fully being a career that I guess I've I've always been in, just yeah. unofficially. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> but you know, when you ask me, do I go by a different name? No, I can still be Jay Mills. Like mm-hmm. it's totally okay for me to be in a corporate setting and be a uh, artist yes. and and express myself through my looks. And that's that's major. You know, as as a as a woman of color, you know, corporate America or business, or to feel like you you're working in a certain level of professionalism you often are not allowed to express yourself with how right. you dress right. and especially how you wear your hair. Uh-huh. So, you know, just shout outs to being able to carve my own lane and being in an industry where by its very nature, you know, everybody is kind of just doing their own right. thing Naturally. and there's no judgment. Um, but even coming into it in that early sense did come from my lifestyle of believing in the healing power of cannabis and knowing how it worked for me. Um, other than uh, pharmaceutical solutions for so many different medical problems, and and working in the industry and finding out how many how much more I mean they're still finding out so many different ways mm-hmm. that it can heal you that takes it beyond just you know the 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 folklore the old wives tale or the or the native remedy that we know but we can't quantify like. And, and the fact that it's been illegal for so long and like alcohol is not illegal and cigarettes are not illegal, but something that can actually heal, you know, ailments has, has yes. been illegal for so long. Why do you think that is? A uh, race? <laughs> <laughs> His brother's still in jail, right? Call <laughs> it what it is. 
<laughs> it's it's a very easy. It's a lot of different reasons why it was made illegal, though. Um, it it's all about money, though. One of the largest reasons, surprisingly, though, is because of um. Harper, uh, Harper Mills and mm. the paper industry and the lumber industry in America versus mm. hemp and mm. them wanting to make the paper with trees because there was more money to be made in that. So that's that mm. times even the name marijuana. When people use that, I cringe because marijuana like literally means like little wife. It's a little Spanish wife from a time when white men and would secretly consort with women that were not white Hmm. and the whole idea of secretly you know using cannabis tied into jazz culture and the fact that indigenous people are natural growers Hmm. and this is where it grows the best in warm places where melanated people live Hmm. instead of i mean i don't know to take it out of that they've always made laws that they're not going to say it's illegal to be black but they'll say it's illegal for you to loiter it's illegal for you to curse it's illegal for you to be assembled it's illegal for you to have tents too dark it's illegal they'll come up with a million you can't sell cigarettes i mean come on you know oh you can't have weed there we go black people like weed that's a good thing we're not gonna here's another reason why it's easy to systematically pick a certain community and incarcerate them. Because you know? now, like, housewives are, are selling marijuana. <laughs> and it's okay. <laughs> Juxtaposed to, like, it's currently, so we're still getting locked up. <laughs> we're still getting locked up. Even as it's legalized and they're doing yeah. these targeted raids, these Caucasian companies are having many gatherings and doing their thing. And they're kind of shutting down other events that are led from other races i mean we've seen this before though so how, how did how did you get involved because i always hear people say oh it's super hard to get involved uh you know they've already got that sold up is you know if, if unless you like you're super wealthy or you know powerful or you know for people of color it's going to be really hard they're not going to let you get 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 a piece of it i hear people say that all the time like there's no point in trying it's not going to work yeah nah i mean it's it's so many different angles to that i can say that the place where i was hired i was at a professional conference they have a number of professional conferences for the cannabis industry throughout the year and it's public information and if you want to be in the cannabis industry you should go but I mean, we could talk about music. How yeah. many artists are in the Grammys? You know, how many how many artists are are really or people in general are doing what it takes and being in the places that you need to be to really further your career outside of a mom and pop hobby kind of local bootleg thing. Yeah, I'm gonna need to know where, where that convention is. <laughs> Um, MJ BizCon that happened this year and the ratio is the same in the five years that I've been in this industry the first one Asa that happens in DC at the Mayflower Hotel huge convention right and they're here and we're not at the table while they're talking about what is going on and who's going to get what and where these businesses are going to be they hired me because in a meeting of I don't know how many thousands uh, maybe like two not like it was tens but more than one I could count on my hands how many people of color were in attendance mm. and mm. why at the Mayflower huh? at the Mayflower message, <laughs> message. Yo. you know um, and they even questioned me as to like where where is everybody else you know who I was there because someone had invited me and um, I brought my camera and was just like I want to all access fast because I couldn't afford you know conferences do cost money we're going to talk about mm-hmm. there it, it is an investment you know but if you can get a QP you can go <laughs> yeah. to one of these conferences and actually take your business about professionally what, what, what would you say that it, it would a budget that you would need to have before looking to uh, take cannabis seriously to start a business or to be a grower um, there are many different ways to get into the industry and again I would definitely stress looking up the, the professional conferences ASA Americans for Safe Access as ASA they have conferences every year where they come around MJ BizCon I believe that happens quarterly mm-hmm. um, the next one is in New Orleans mm-hmm. in May Okay. And that last MJ BizCon was in Vegas. That was twenty twenty five thousand. We there were the black people that were there were mostly celebrities. Like shout outs to Mace. Uh, oh, shout outs Mason to Beth- um, 
who else was there? Nipsey Hustle. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to so are they growers? Khalifa. They have cannabis companies. They have wow. cannabis brands, um, cannabis businesses. So aside from actually um, having to get there, how much does it cost to get into in, the company? Yeah. yeah, that I believe that starts at like nine hundred, eight ninety nine. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, maybe like the day pass just to get on the floor was maybe for something but it's called the wow. conference let out yeah <laughs> you don't even have to go in sometimes the the meetings and such that happen outside of it the networking mm. just catching that person and being ready with your elevator pitch having your brand your t-shirt your business card your flyer whatever it is that you need to have and being ready in that moment this sounds like a training person. jay this sounds you know? like like no seriously like you could host training sessions because who would know how to do that? Like, yeah, you know, right. if you're used to nickel and diamond, who make, would know that process? And make your money to get to these conferences. Yeah, I mean, one of the... <laughs> it's, I've, I've just seen, like, the, the overarching <laughs> problem, you know, if I take it just out of cannabis, is just, like, black people in businesses. Do you have a business license? Right. Just that. Are you really... A business plan. A business plan. <laughs> right. Do you have a business a plan? LLC, yeah. Uh, but a lot of times I feel like people don't know the steps to take to get there. Yeah. Like for me, I look at um, and I feel like my parents prepared me for a lot, but they didn't necessarily prepare me to be in business for myself. I mean, they didn't prepare me to be an employee, but they didn't prepare me to, to have a legitimate business. Like mm-hmm. we never talked about credit mm-hmm. in my house growing mm-hmm. up. You know, we didn't talk about mm-hmm. um, uh, about own, own ownership, owning yeah. a home. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't talk about how to get loans. We didn't talk about uh, uh, in- investments, about um, retirement. You know, a yeah. lot of these things we we never talked about those things. And in a lot of homes of color, especially if you grow up in impoverished, you're not going to have those conversations. I know I, I never had those conversations um, with my family, uh, and it, it took for me to become an adult and to really start just asking questions. Cause I didn't know where to start. Yeah. To, to say okay let me figure out because in your mind it all seems like it's, it's you know these insurmountable odds that you can't conquer mm-hmm. you know so it's like okay I just started by asking questions how can this happen how did you get here from there yeah you know and really like okay how do you start with what you have and do with what you can yeah because for everyone it may not be it may not be reasonable mm-hmm. you know to go to a conference if you got to choose between a conference and your rent yeah you know so it's like how do you get to and maybe it's a thing where you gather a group of people together mm-hmm. and you know y'all send this one person to, to the conference to gather the information or the broker to deal or something like that yeah. I, I feel like and i think you're the person that i nominate <laughs> you jay <laughs> yeah. to really start these training sessions because yeah. if you don't know how to how wealth thinks mm-hmm. you know you won't know the steps to, to, to take to 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 win you won't know yeah. how to be successful if you don't even know the first step to take it's 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 a lot of different factors that play into it um one of the things i've, I've realized recently in um one of the uh, other companies i have several different <laughs> cannabis companies that i started um i just consult now at the cultivation center that i worked at i have a cannabis education company um, nice. The green life because wow. I'm passionate. Education is key. You know, <laughs> we got to educate to erase the stigma. I'm about to join. Um, I have green maiden where we do, <laughs> <laughs> we do brand management for cannabis businesses what? doing exactly that. Like, so how, how to get people perhaps to enter the industry mm-hmm. in a professional capacity. Oh, you grow. You really want to be a cultivator. You really yeah. want to do this. You really want to, you, you make edibles. Are you really... Uh, trying to be a baker for real but understanding that with business Mm -hmm. okay the person who owns the business is not the one who makes the product Mm -hmm. and rarely extremely rarely like i'm the who owns the hospital is it a doctor right Right. who runs the schools is it the teachers who pick a business once it gets to a certain level the one who operates that business is not the one who actually is passionate about the craft or the service or the product that that business is or the art and the problem with most artists being able to manage themselves because you didn't go to school for business you was too busy arting people who did business <laughs> went to school for business right, right, they took right. the classes they took finance and accounting and marketing and public communications and all this different stuff while you was just being dope right so right. And, it, and it does how I mean, can it, you be expected yeah to know, to know that. this whole other art that is deep but I feel like right now we're in a time period where it is the individual is wearing many different hats. We're mm-hmm. in the independent era. We're yeah. in the era where 
uh, you got to learn all all parts of, of of the trade. Yeah, you know, to definitely. really maximize your reach. So you know what I mean. I'm fo- I'm learning how to teach people what they don't know. Many people, you start a business and you call yourself a CEO, mm-hmm. but are you? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're the founder and you might need to hire a CEO. Mm, that's real. That might not be your skill set. That might not be. What like you I, I don't do well mailing people their stuff. Hmm. That's why I have a merchandiser because you, you will see, never get no, your no. things. You, right. you know, do you, <laughs> if it's do up you to me, even know I'm all a, of the I'm a jobs. boss. I'm a boss. She's a boss, but I'm not a CEO. But look, let me tell you. So, exactly. Let me tell you how. But look, let me tell you how Raquel. I, I'm laughing because I love it. When I was awesome. sitting here talking about you know growing up not understanding business, Raquel was like, "I don't understand your plight." So like, you, you remember? <laughs> look, I was trying to. I'm not into like name brands and stuff, right? What I I got some kind of gift bag from she the Oscars or the uh, Grammys for the Grammys, and, and it's it has some Yves Saint Laurent. Yves no Saint Laurent. Nice. What I call it. Oscar, Oscar De La Hoya. No, no, excuse me. It was Oscar De La Rante. <laughs> okay, Oscar. And she called it Oscar, said, Oscar De La Hoya. I said, look, look in this bag, see if you want some. I think it's some Oscar De La Hoya stuff. I said, I said, she said Oscar De La Hoya. She said, Oscar De La Hoya got a line of, 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 of body wash. That's what she said. Oscar De La Rante. Mm-hmm. See, you know oh what? So growing up, you know when I first moved here, though, people showed me their Agnes boots, but they were Anya. I don't want to talk, I don't want to See, she 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 she, 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 yeah, she grew up fancy. She definitely grew up. Yeah, she, she grew up fancy. Yeah, it's like did. like my son told me, right? He said he he can't take the Greyhound bus because he grew up with sushi in his mouth. Ooh, he said. That's what he said. said. He said, "Mommy, I can't take the the Greyhound. That's that's only one star." I can't. Oh <laughs> man, I'm not ready. I said, "Oh Lord," I said. He said, "That's one star." I can roll with Messiah. <laughs> yeah. So some, I want to um. <laughs> let me see. Get to our um our live feed. Hello from Brazil. Big fan of. Oh, thank you. Uh, we have a question that said, do you think women have more issues getting funds to start a successful business? Uh, that's very interesting because um, I have a very good friend. Shout out to my homegirl, Erin Carpenter, CEO of Nude Bar, 16 different shades of nude for women of color. Yes, I know that. And they're dance quality tights. I've had these tights for a decade. <laughs> okay. Wow. They come in their solid fishnet. This isn't a commercial for her anyway. We had a conversation okay. about this deeply because while um, we were both in school at the same time. Um, no, she didn't go okay. on, her okay, sh- go on Shark Tank. She was on another BET joint. Uh, but anyway, at Howard and in business, they will tell you to get a white male representation right. for you. Mm. For you to get into certain places mm. and to get certain things given to you. So mm-hmm. that is a very interesting question because I feel like we can't ever solve the problem if the dope women-owned businesses, you don't know they're owned by women until, boop, uh, she's a billionaire okay. and you ain't even know it. Right. Boop, you ain't even know. The right. CEO of this top Fortune so you, 500 company and was I guess a woman. It takes the trailblazers to go through, yeah. you know, to go through the struggle and uh, figure it out and... Exactly. And withstand the storm yeah. to make it easier for the yes. next generation. Yes, it's harder, yes. I mean, I feel like that just even, <laughs> even in music, like a friend of mine said, he said, wow, you know, so you've been conscious this whole time, like, even when it wasn't cool? I was like, yep. <laughs> even when it wasn't cool. Like, wow. you know, like it's in style right now, but it's like, it's interesting when it wasn't like when I was getting mm-hmm. into the music game, it was like right after the soul movement had like ended mm-hmm. and it was like, oh no, the soul movement's over. We're going to need you to straighten that hair. Yes. <laughs> like, that worked last week. That natural hair, that's not going to work this week, boo-boo. You're not going to make no money. Man, so, wow. you know, withstanding that and, and keeping the course mm. so that someone coming behind you, it makes their path and their road, you know, easier. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's really what it is. Miss Ayana Gregory. Yes, ma'am. Well, I had to put my, my deep voice back <laughs> on. Gregory. Ayana Gregory. Don't, don't do that, Ra. <laughs> Oh, wait, stop. Is that an inside joke? I want to know what that is. Well, check it. When I, when I call her, I just say, Gregory. And then oh. I go on with it. And she said, she, she made an attempt to be like, Brown, it don't work. It, it, don't, work. it, don't, it don't work. And she can way. say that in a loud room across the room. Okay. And I hear it, and it, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm arrested in motion. Right? <laughs> yeah. That only could be Rob Brown. Oh. <laughs> yeah. These are my friends, y'all. So I'm so excited. And I ain't seen them in so long. That's We've all been moving. Don't, what, don't, don't say that. What you about to say? Oh. You about to say it's my fault? Mm-mm. Don't do that, Miss <laughs> Ayana Gregory. Yes, baby. daughter of the late great. Oh. I want you to talk about this amazing piece, and even though I say that because I know it's amazing, whether I've seen it in person or not, because you're amazing. Thank you. So everything you do is amazing. Twice, but you know what? You know what? I don't need that from said, you, though. I was saying, I don't need that time. from <laughs> you. I don't. I don't. I don't need any of your judgment. Okay. <laughs> no judgment. I love you. <laughs> We want to talk about your piece, Daughter of the Struggle. Yes. Why you wrote it, 
how it's been received, how does it feel while you're doing it, uh, where's it, what's the future of it, how do you feel it uh, taking shape and growing? Because I know you've been doing it for a while, and, it, and we've talked about how it you know takes new form all the time, like like art is constantly growing and yeah. morphing. Um, I want to start with um, something that you said, Jay, um, about sort of the, the whole dynamic of us finding our place um, as artists, as, as, as African women, as artists. And, you know, it's so, as I listen to you, um, it's so clear you've just done this work. You know, like you've really, you're so thorough. I'm like, Boss. yeah, she didn't, she didn't done this work. Boss. For me, I was, I was um, with another uh, great artist, uh, woman, beautiful woman, Wayna, last night. And we were talking and I was, I was telling her that I felt like that I self-sabotaged a lot. Um, when I, when I per, f- put my first album out, Beautiful Flower, in 2003, it was like I just jumped ship and it was like I abandoned this musical career that never happened. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know why I did it, but I, I felt like I was self-sabotaging. And she said something that was so powerful that I, I didn't put into words until she said it. She said she thinks a lot of times because I told her I was afraid of the industry growing up as a little girl and being around it there was a part of my I'm a Libra I'm sensitive Um, so I think there was a part of me that wanted it but was afraid that I might not make it out the same Mm -hmm. on the other side Mm -hmm. and so I think there was a part of me Mm -hmm. that was trying to save myself and protect myself but I was beating myself up about it because in my mind I said, well, that's you lazy and you don't have the discipline and you just, you know, you don't, you're afraid of success or you're afraid of this, afraid of that. But I think the deeper part of me understood that the essence of why I'm here is for my healing evolution mm. and that this gift, whatever it is coming out of me is solely for the purposes of healing mm. and that to mm. be juxtaposed in an environment that's oftentimes the antithesis of that right i wasn't built for that hmm. and so she was when she was when she was speaking about it last night it was almost like giving me further permission to to know that the journey i chose was just right for me so fast forward you know cuz when beautiful flower came out i felt like you know my my uh friend and and music director and and keyboard player James McKinney you know he was like we got to do we're gonna do this album and we're gonna put this out and at the time it was like okay well what category is she is she neo soul is it soul is it gospel is it inspired like what is she right and so I didn't know and I was afraid of the categorization and so I just I just rolled out you Mm -hmm. know and then I went into the schools and I was became you know an educator and I've always been an activist being the child of of Lillian and Dick Gregory so that was just Mm -hmm. that was going to be a recurring theme and everything so with with honoring my father uh, before the play there was a song Mm -hmm. and the song was called Ballad for My Father Um, and the reason that song was written at the time that it was written is that uh, one of our own that we claim legendary filmmaker Haile Garima he came to me one day and he said daughter you need to write a song for your father and you need to write it now because you keep you know fucking around you waiting around and you know we don't know how long he gonna be here and so I gave myself a deadline and that was in 2007 that that song was created and I and I um, there was he was gonna be he was being honored at the Lincoln Theater for something, and I was like, that's my deadline. The hardest song I've ever co-written, and I should mention that Terrence Cunningham, uh, hey. who's tanned up on The Voice right now, yes. um, he co-wrote the song. He wrote the music to the song, and um, <clears throat> it's, it's an extremely important song to me. It's the first song I've ever written about somebody. We're going to need and, to play that before we, we go oh, to the yeah. end. So I wrote the song. Daddy heard the song, and he just broke down. Hmm. And then out of the song came something called Growing Up Gregory. <laughs> Rock could have wrote that joint right there. <laughs> uh, and Growing Up Gregory was a lecture that I did. And it was just about, like, the, just the family story. And um, so people who know me well and know, like, you know, Rob, we have all these inside jokes because you know these other parts of me. And so my friend Erskie Freeman, who's a playwright, he's like, you faking. You're on stage and you have this whole queenly thing going on, but see, I know who you are. Right. <laughs> and 
you know. And you are a queen. But I, thank I understand. You. I understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> that ain't the 360. So he, he, he heard me going into my impersonations and, you know, uh, just doing, doing the 360 degrees of Ayana, being silly, um, you know, cutting up, passing gas, just being just extra, being me. And so he was like, you need to create not this is this lecture thing does not does not make way for all of what you do because his criticism of me as a singer is that you get to take the not the easy way out but he's like you're 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 being safe there Mm. but there's so many there's so much more that you do naturally why not do all of it and so daughter the struggle was born out of that conversation so I called my mother my father I interviewed them I interviewed my there's 10 of us seven girls Mm. three boys I interviewed my nine siblings and cross-referenced with all these stories and I was like, this is one of the most amazing stories that I've ever heard, wow. objectively speaking. Right. And I realized this is a story that gets to be told over and over again. And so I started doing it, you know, a few years ago. Ra, you came to one of the first shows. Uh, probably one of the first shows I did was at um, uh, in Mount Rainier, mm-hmm. Joe's Movement Emporium. Right. And, you know, from there we were doing a lot of colleges and then we just started traveling, traveling the country and... Um, even started doing it for some young people in Jamaica and realizing, wow, this is a story that can be told outside of the United States Mm. in the diaspora. And it makes sense because it's a story of freedom, courage and resilience. So in this story, I tell I I am I um, I embody various people in my family. So I become my my five year old sister, Lynn, who's talking about her and her big sister being thrown in the paddy wagon at three and five years old wow. and thrown in jail, literally separated from mommy. I become my sister, Paula. And that who, happened during a march. Yes, that happened during they were in Chicago um, after they watched my father get his ass beat by the police and mm. thrown in jail, separated, not realizing, OK, what's going to happen to us now? Right. And the resilience around that, and the and the funny moments, you know, around that. The story of my sister uh, Paula, who when her and my sister Zenobia were down in Greenwood, Mississippi, at thirteen and fourteen. Now they're teenagers now, so they know a little bit more than their big sisters who had this experience at three and five. Yeah. And so um, they they're facing, you know, sheriffs and state troopers and federal guardsmen with guns pointed at them and realizing Mm. wow at 14 years old when I got up this morning I didn't think about whether or not I was going to die today so it's those stories and then it's and then it's the the, what used to be very uncomfortable for me to talk about as a child I didn't know my father well and I used to be very embarrassed to acknowledge that but in the play it was it was this story that unfolds it's like I, there's, a, there's a recurring line in the play that says, in a world of daddyless girls, I sacrifice my father so the world can have one. Mm-hmm. And the line keeps coming up. Oh, the line keeps coming up. Oh, and I used to be so um, ashamed and, and, and not wanting to acknowledge. I really didn't know who this man was. Mm-hmm. But in my travels, he belonged, to the, world, he belonged so to the world. And in realizing that as I began to travel and hear people whisper things about who daddy was for them, how he changed their life and realizing, damn, this is who this man is. Mm-hmm. And then my mother, that's a whole other piece in the, in the play, like her story, this unsung Shiro. Daddy goes on record to say Lillian Gregory was not just Dick Gregory's wife. She was Dick Gregory mm-hmm. and understanding her journey. This that is a backbone. woman, this is this backbone. This is a woman who, and I tell the story of, of her uh, being with my dad in London. I call her the superhero. And I've been calling her a superhero for years. I'm like, have you ever lived with somebody who literally mm. has to be in five or six places at the same time? Mm. This is a woman who, in 1969, was in uh, London on travel, her and my dad, and some, some friends of theirs gave them some footage of the My Lai Massacre, of innocent men, women, and children being murdered uh, in, in South Vietnam by U.S. Army soldiers. Mm. Now, Daddy had already survived at least two assassination attempts by the government at that time. So Mm -hmm. he knew the chances of being able to get this footage back into the country Mm -hmm. without being killed was slim to none. Mm -hmm. So in the play, I say, so he gave it to the superhero. My mother flew by herself with this footage from London to Paris, Paris to Montreal, Montreal to Toronto, Toronto to Chicago. Two men followed her on every flight. She didn't eat because she knew she would have been poisoned. Her children didn't know. All we knew is that she made it home on Monday for Michelle's dance recital. Yeah. Like, come on, wait. I love that you yeah. added in the da- dance recital because it's so real. Yep. As a woman, you got to be all things Man. to everyone. You yes. got to be wife and mother Man. and revolutionary Absolutely. and, and you know, the strongest in the pack. And oh. woo. I get, I mean, I just well up just thinking about this woman. Woo. 
thinking about this woman yeah. and what she will take to her grave, the stories we may never know. Um, but this woman who quietly helped to change the course of human history, mm, mm, the My Lai mm. Massacre was an instrumental part in ending the Vietnam War. Nobody wow. knew this story. I'm like, mommy, I go in her, in her, 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 her bedroom and I see this magazine of my mother on the cover of a jet magazine in 1965. I'm like, it says Lily and Gregory rebel with a cause. I'm like, what are you talking about? My mom's not a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm angry. Right. And, and she snatches it out my hand. Girl, girl, give me that. Right. I'm like, I, who are you? Right. So now <laughs> I already knew I didn't know my daddy. Now I don't know who my mother is. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Yo. I love that. That's the story. That's Daughter of the Struggle. It continues to live and breathe and grow. Oh Every God. time we do this play, oh it's an mm. emotional experience for the elders in the room who've experienced. And what I say is that comeback storytellers, access mm. the magic that lives in you. I say, we, we should not have children who believe that Harriet Tubman and Martin Luther King were born during the same time. That's our fault. Come on. That's our fault. Oh my God. Comeback storytellers in the room. I'm like, Teach. grandma, in Teach. the room, your grandson is with you. Right. So what's the story you want to tell him right, right. now? Right. This isn't dead history. Right. You're still alive. Right. This is a part of his Ooh. DNA. Yeah. See what so I'm that's, that's daughter but of the struggle. See what I'm saying? Gregory. See, that's Come why. <laughs> That's why. That's why I write it, Gregory. Come on. With the word. On International Woman's Day. International Women's Day. Wow. And your mama's so unassuming. She's so just like chill and laid back. She don't like the crowds. She does not. She just, you know what I mean? You would never think. Just, you know, my man, and you would not even know. Packing the heat. No, let me tell you this for a moment on International Women's Day how gangster my mother is. Her threshold for pain is quite high. Mm. She broke her pinky toe. But the only reason she knew, well, she didn't. We looked down and it was like a 90 degree angle. The toe was pointing this way. We were like, Mama. Right. She was like, child, I done birthed 10 babies by myself. Like, are you crazy? She went to the doctor. They broke it. They, you know, they had to reset it with no. Mm. Like, no, Harry, Harry, tough. Mm. Superhero. I don't know. Man, about that yes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I gave birth. I don't know if I could do it again, though. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I mean, I had a hypnobirthing coach. So I was half hypnotized. Hey, Ooh, wow. wow. Oh, it was beautiful. Oh, hypnobirthing is incredible. It is. You know what's crazy, too? Uh, you know, Nicole Parker, she's, she's from Baltimore. And she had come to my baby shower just randomly. Like, I didn't even know she was going to come. And she, she gifted me um, all these sessions. She gifted me a hypnobirthing coach to, wow. to train me to, do, to be hypnotized and to wow. be with me on the day of my birth. Wow. Like, incredible. Oh, wow. You know, I, so I, I met her maybe when I was a teenager. I was working for a nonprofit, Woomwork Productions. Shout out to Woomwork. And um, I sang there. And that night she said, well, if I ever get married, I want you to come sing at my wedding. And when she and Boris got married, they flew me out to Germany to, to sing at their wedding. Yeah. And when she found out that I was pregnant, she said, I'm, you know, I want to. She came to my, my baby oh, shower and wow. she gifted that to me. Dope. And I mean, it was, was it, it, made, like? it, it made all the difference in the world. It was I think the best part that, that I like what I liked about it. And uh, it's some, a lesson that I took. I take with me through other parts of life. She said, look at the pain as pressure. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the, the pulses. Is it's life pulsating the same mm. way like like life pulsates through through everything you know like the same vibration in, in the earth it is how you know you're alive mm. and so when I would feel the contractions I in in my I envisioned it as this pressure as this heartbeat this pulsing mm. and it did not feel like pain wow. and I was in labor for 16 hours Woo. it wasn't until the last two hours that I was like okay I need all y'all to get out I'm irritated uh, <laughs> yeah. I feel it now no but um. Yeah, you know, so she she started training me just by like she'll she'll uh, like take me through the walk down. You know, you count down, uh, and they kind of like put you into the state, and then she would just, like pinch me or, or pull something or hit me or something like that, and I wouldn't feel it. I mean, I could feel like a almost like a vibration of it, but not the actual stinging of it. Wow. She was like, pain is is not really real. Right. You don't wow. have to feel it. It's mental, right, right, right. Yeah, it's mental. Mm. So when I was going mm. through um Incredible. through my birthing process, and my mother was there. And my sister, uh, my hypnobirthing coach, and it was, I think one of my girlfriends was there. And I remember they were playing the drum. They were playing the drum, and, and I could feel that, and that felt really warm and just like, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful uh, experience. And so I, I was supposed to give birth in a birthing center, um, but the birthing center was open every day except for Thursdays. And Messiah was born on a Thursday. That's and so, 
<laughs> I was like, that's a random day to pick University to not be life. open. Right. So I ended up having to have him in the hospital, but my mother made everybody get out. She told the nurse, you're not needed here, honey. You you go. All y'all go. We got this. This, this is this, this is this is woman's <laughs> yes. work. So y'all get out. We'll let like you know Mama when Natasha. the baby is. Yes, if you want to talk about gangster, <laughs> you you already know. You y'all know yeah, how, my, how my yeah. mom goes extra yes. hard. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Sometimes too much so I'd be like, my you don't always gotta go that hard. Like, you know, it should be <laughs> levels to how hard you go. Like yeah, every situation don't need the same. Kind of. <laughs> Look, if anybody heard her moaning voice kind and saying Kofa, you yeah. that's it. Kinda gotta go hard all the time. And I used to always I told my mom later on, I said I was kinda traumatized by saying Kofa as a, as a six year old. Oh. I kinda <laughs> I kinda wow. feel like, you know <laughs> I don't know if I was supposed because I went on a tour when San Kofa wow. um was first because I think I think Disney or something wanted to pick it up. And what? He, yeah, and he was like, "Nah, we're gonna raise the money on our own." Because obviously, if Disney, you know, picked Can't it up, they would change would it. Not have been the film Can't that stop. it was. No. And uh, so he he was, you know, traveling it, touring it, raising money. And so I was t- traveling with my mother because I was mm. homeschooled at that time. So mm. I was traveling with her. So every time it aired, you know, I, I've seen Sankofa a million times. Well, <laughs> it was, so it was heavy. I was a blubbering fool. So <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Hey. Thank you for um, introducing the word fuck into this. <laughs> you said that. Now you don't appreciate it. Now we can say it. Only for you. I do appreciate oh, it. Oh, man. I feel oof. I, I feel so filled up right now, man. Indeed. Just celebrating. Just, I'm happy to be here with you all. Y'all are some of my, my favorite people. Just we love you. Such amazing women, you know, that I get so much inspiration and, and strength from, you know, just seeing you all on your journey. You know, because in this, in this earth world, we doing our thing and we hustling and busting, da, da, da. But... You know, it's beautiful when you know there are women that you can call who've been through what you've been through. Mm-hmm. You know, got some words of wisdom. Yeah. You know, and Rod knows. You know, I get, I have on the phone like Rod, what I'm supposed to do, and she'll just listen to me and breathe and be like, mm. I be like, but what, Rod? What you think I should do, baby? Yo, that's, she, she be like, baby, that's my case. You gotta. That. That's your journey, baby. You gotta. You gotta Ooh. figure it out. And I be like, mm. I called you for the answer, <laughs> but you <laughs> Not didn't the call question. me for a pistol. See, that's different. <laughs> Next time I call you for the best. Ready for the solution. I I told my students yesterday, I said, if your problems are very, very big, then your God is very, very small. Mm. They were like, wow. (laughs) Yeah, we had that conversation yesterday. Um. I'm sitting here with a whole bunch of poems. I told them I wasn't a poet, I am a poem. Mm. And I'm sitting here amongst all these poems. Shane Mills and Yana Gregory and my Muna. (laughs) Muna. You gonna, you gonna bless us with something since you got a um, poem? Come on, poem, bless. I we got so. people on here from Egypt, from Germany, hey, Egypt. From hey Germany, Brazil, so um, South Africa. I chose this, which is is probably appropriate for how I talk and how these women in particular know me to talk. I'm not very moon stars and quasars. <laughs> I'm not very flowery at all. You know what I mean? I thrive off of the word fuck. Because it, it, it has so many different definitions and such, you know what I mean? You see something amazing, like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know what I'm saying. Yes, I Oh, do. yo, that's crazy, fuck. But yeah. anyway. That's right. This piece, um, uh, and I'm, I'm Raquel. She didn't introduce me. I'm this Raquel. Is, okay, I'm sorry. Hold on, y'all. I'm over here. This line. is <laughs> Raquel Rod Brown, extraordinaire writer, the, the author of the Alpha Woman's Bible. That's right. Uh, that's right. Uh. That's right. The boss of all bosses. Boss. Uh-huh. You know, she uh-huh. suns people with the most effortless. <laughs> with effortlessness. She, she, she suns not. all of those. Yes, what she say? We don't chase. We don't chase sons. Mm-mm. None of them. The one that 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 uh, fall the ones that rise, rise, rise right, or fall. Right, we rule right. these here, Scott. I ain't say it right. Do it right. Do it right. I don't. I don't know it like that. <laughs> I wrote my mom called me. Sons, my mom called me. She was in the studio. The she that said, "Oh, rise! We rule these hits, guys." She it's called like, someone in particular. I don't know if it was MC Light, if it was Rhapsody. You called someone and they didn't get back to her in time. She was I in think the studio. It was Rhapsody, yeah. And she said, "I need you to write a piece and come record it." I said, "Okay, when? Now? <laughs> now? <laughs> right now?" I went to the studio. I wrote the piece she in the studio the right and recorded one. it. She went to the right one. Yeah. You know, and I love. No, this is my favorite one. Where I wrote a whole other song based on when she told me this. She said, "I don't have to lie or lay to get what's for me anyway." You hear me, son? That's like my favorite line because so many times, especially, you know, you'll get this fake advice from women who've been in the industry a long time and they'll say, well, you know, you got to use the use what you got to get what you want. And this and the, the game. You know, what I mean, that whole play the game and show a little skin and then I don't have to lie or lay to get what's for me anyways. Like what's mine is mine. Mm. I don't have to do a whole mm. bunch of all the rest of this. You know what I'm saying? Like 
I can get this off of my brains, not my butt. You know what I'm right. saying? Oh, no. <laughs> like, right. this is mine. Oh, I yeah. own that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I ain't got to yeah. do nothing else to get it. Dead. And my joint, um, to be black and a woman is like being black twice. <laughs> That's my joint. Come yeah. on. That's my your joint. Say, yeah. And but, but you know yes. what it is? I'll be black two times. I'll be black five times. I'll be black 500 times. Like straight up. If that's what it means, mm-hmm. it's like being black twice. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll scream. do that. But you, and, two, and you know, too, because people two. always ask me what, why I said that. And really, it, it came from a conversation I was having with a brother where, you know, he was telling me what he was going through. And I could empathize with him. Like, I feel you. And But then when I told him what I was going through, he couldn't feel me. Mm. Nah. And I was like, mm, but you know how it feels to be a black man in America. Right. All right. So take that and just multiply that one time and, uh-huh. and, and feel me feel me you know exactly. no it's difficult sometimes for, for brothers to to feel our pain when they're so busy trying to get us to help them carry their cross mm-hmm. uh-oh mm-hmm. whoa wow <laughs> did she just say so okay come on we did gotta scream we gotta scream fire so <laughs> there's that <laughs> y'all y'all wow yeah. no seriously there's some there's some they have a cross to bear you know Absolutely. what i mean not all but there are some you know and and i told uh my students again yesterday i said you know they don't make them like my father anymore mm. You know, he's mm. man's man. He was, he was that man. He's 75 years old. And they don't make him like him anymore. Yeah. I said, um, you know, if you go into your mama's house and you're used to her cooking, she doesn't sit you down and tell you about her process. She doesn't say, I had to boil the water and then I cut up the carrots, then we pulled the chicken apart. And she doesn't mm. do that. Right. You look at her like, mama, when is the time to eat? <laughs> right? right? Yeah. I said, so I don't understand men talking their process out. I don't care about your process. Mm. I only care about the result. Oof. Right? We have to eat. Oof. I don't need to know your process. Ooh. You dig? And they you were did. like, damn. And I was like, mm. so things have changed. Lord. There's no more code on the street. Right. Cats talking about their process. I don't care about your process, bruh. Right. You know what I mean? I had to get up this morning. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Me too. And we had to eat tonight. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all. Right. Me too. You dig? Yes. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Y'all going to get me in trouble. <laughs> Like this type of <laughs> you like this type of trouble? Yes, ma'am. All right. This, this piece um, is interesting. I'm just going to read it. They rarely have titles, okay? Okay. Shadows of trees shade me. The cologne of the streets is familiar stench, comforts my sensibility. I'm from the city. My edge is sharp, rounding corners too fast. My side eye might snag you. I'm not moved so easy except urban gusts pushing me back on black heels. I pivot without moving. See all sides of irony. Aware of footsteps behind me, I practice sleeping while I master being wide awake. Cocky honesty, bravado bravery. I walk upright because the acid rain and gritty gutters grows me. Dandelion fields, weed grown in backwoods. We sip intoxicating, send babies to speakeasies. We breezy like cool as shit. Our lingo be the rhythm the colorless want to spit. Sneakers dangle from wires up high. We bury children in the heavens of our minds. Post signs and stuffed animals, wear t-shirt memorials. We nurse pain deep. Cause we know it don't decompose We wear sweet on these streets from our sneakers to our clothes Hip-hop is our language and we still have class Loyalty is our neighbor where we cut ours and their grass Projects we take to school as we pass projects in city pools Our old heads talk the good old days And the OGs talk this land of money and the home of the slave Get it, spend it, you can't take it to the grave Fire hydrant gatherings, just your feet in the water off the curb You knew the suckers, the punch, the, the punks, the snitches and the herbs What up, Ock? The walking, talking Ock Blah, blah, sounds as natural as birds. We wail on butterfly wings and processions, funerals and graduations. Ancestors walk with staffs. Our, si- our city folk know our math like we know our mothers. Count your money before you leave the counter. We worship the dead. We were bred to stand over bodies like we count our newborn's fingers and toes, constantly checking their breathing, a rapid staccato. The shadows shade me. Our sons are a hot commodity and their feet burn these city streets. They pack heat because fuckers is cold. School can't keep them focused because blurry history is what's being sold. City stacks books in dusty boxes like buildings. Education is an experience and the lucky ones were grabbed by the collar. Sat at the foot of street scholars when they were children. It's ill out here because we being fed poison. Carry out corners and liquor store lots. A church, a hospital, a police station, and an ad where little man got shot. Welcome to the city. Where cafes used to be coffins. We relayed our truths to rest. We posted up painting and poetry. We showed up because our homes were covered like hoods. But we looked like art and life and death and real. In this world of warped-ass illusion. Making pieces of our pain standing over the body of a mic. We bade farewell to the same. They don't look like us in these textbooks. These streets done shown us the images of real crooks. So I know when a man just wants to feed his children, chilling in the cut or in the nook. The concrete breathes, makes it hard. We were born with Medgar and Emmett scars. I'm from the city. Don't care what you think about me. Ain't none of my business. You got some business here? Fine. You can't take nothing from us. 
Can't take nothing, including our sadness and our minds. We've already been blown. Brilliant debris, cloudy madness. This is the brick that God made. Stand up or lay down. Either way, you better find your own shade. Woo! Have to get that out, y'all. My bad. Did you put on a round of applause? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I felt well, like I had, I had to do that fast. Yeah. My bad. I promise you, I have goosebumps. Yeah. It's been a minute since I read that. Beast. Oh Just a beast. Yeah. I appreciate that. Oh, sorry. I'm trying to. So oh, yeah, damn. That's what's going on. Wow. Wow. That's what's going on. So I um, I'm at the juvenile detention center. I've had Ayana over there singing for the young cats. I'm still over there doing my thing, and we kick it. You know, they gotta know what's going on in the world. Yeah. Um, inside and out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Inside and out. Yeah. And it's a journey, but I see we're all on it, and I'm so happy to be a part of it. Like real talk. Mm. Your favorite poet's favorite poet. I just tell you. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, I was just getting ready to, before you brought up the youth, I was getting ready to say, as you, oh. as I was listening with my eyes closed, I was like, this is why you resonate with them. Mm. Like, oh, yeah. the level of authenticity, mm. the level of realness of, it's, a, it's an undeniable vibration of truth um, mm. and of power, you know, co- comfortable with yourself. And, you know, I get why brilliant artists like yourself are so um, are so amazing with the youth because it's, mm-hmm. it's the only thing that can work. It's the only thing that will work with yeah. them. Like nothing else will. And, and then you said it and I was like, yep. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm thankful for that though. Like for being a part of that and a part of their lives. Yeah. And in the way that I am, whether it's the Juvenile Detention Center or, or Words Beats in Life, you know, the hip hop program. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm supposed to do it because I, I strongly believe that I belong to everyone and no one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I really do. She has so many hip-hop quotables. Like, yes, God just speaks in quotables. She, yeah, she has she so really much does. stuff that, that, she, that she has said on the, on the regular that I keep in my pile. Like, mm, I'm going to recycle that. <laughs> says, I give her props, though. You're speaking poetry. I was like, I don't even understand what that means. <laughs> You're She's a poem. So I am You're a poem. So <laughs> so you know what I mean? Everything is poetry, though. Triumphs and tragedies is all poetry. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what's kept me alive, like, honestly, like, truly alive all these years is understanding that everything is poetry. After my sister lost her children, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? After a a lot of um, very interesting and interesting things that have taken place in my life situations, I've had to see it all as poetry. I got that. She said interesting. She Mm -hmm. didn't say interesting. Interesting. (laughs) I real talk. So, yeah. Yeah. And I got a lot of those things because my mother taught me in parables. She was very young when she had me. And so I, I think I can identify with a lot of these young people, um, period, because they have they had teenage mothers. You know, in a lot of cases, I'm older than their mom. And see, mm-hmm. I have I have I have lines from both of y'all parents that I keep with me. Oh, your mama's the one I take from your mama, Raquel, <clears throat> that I keep with me is pain doesn't decompose when you bury. There it is. I and I take it. from your daddy. If you don't take it with you, you won't find it there. I, I have both of y'all parents with me. I, now, I keep those that's quoted in there. Yeah, I quoted that in that book. <laughs> Mm, about I your journey to, uh, to Taj India, Mahal, yeah, to the Taj Mahal. Yep. Yeah, she said you I wanted to have this spiritual experience, mm-hmm. and he was like, "If you don't take it with you, you won't find it there." I'll never forget that. Yeah. And it's funny because I hear that qu- in, in my mind all the time when I'm like, "You know what? I'm tired of this. I'm, I'm just gonna go somewhere and 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 find this new da da da." And I always hear your dad say, <laughs> like, yeah. "All right, you can," but. <laughs> It's like, what? See, at least you get to apply. When my mother first said, pain doesn't decompose when you bury it, I was mm-hmm. like, what? What, I, <laughs> what I'm supposed to you, do with that, mama? You know what I mean? Yeah. And your mom is another one that's really unassuming and really, you know, the way I, 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 I take her in is like, you wouldn't even know. It's like she dropped jewels and just walks away. Yeah, she's, um, she's very interesting interesting and interesting <laughs> she she really is she had me she was in 12th grade when she was 15 mm. she had me when she was 16 and throughout her life she's taught herself how to live right so she's taught herself life and she's taught herself the understanding or the yeah the idea and understanding of death mm. i said i called her one day i said yo mommy i want you to be there on my deathbed like i want you to be there when i'm I, she hates this anyway she, yeah. i want you to be there when i'm she about to go she asked me if i could help her, plan out her no, funeral I, I like what to write a eulogy for me that's so I that's, rude. that's what your friend that is, is disrespectful <laughs> like why no, what why would so, i want to do that right anyway, now she's so rude. so my mother understanding <laughs> understanding who i am said raquel <laughs> she stopped herself and said okay baby Mm-mm. Well, I'm not. No, you're not getting an okay from me. That's what your mama said. You're yeah. not getting an okay I said, from I would me. I like for you to be that. there because she's so comfortable. Friends for things. She's like seen that. so many people over. She's seen so many wow. people cross over, and she first the first thing she wanted to say was, "Girl, please," but she said, "Okay, baby." Mm-mm. You know, let me tell you, my mother gonna tell me right. 
being that she's Native Ooh. American, she wants a traditional scaffold burning. She wants me to put her up on a scaffold and do a, 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 a two-step dance around her, do the snake dance around her, and then set her on fire. And you First said, of all, that has hey, to be illegal. No, I definitely think mama. that's illegal. No, mom. Second of all, no, can't, no, I'm not. Do that, mom. I'm not setting you on fire, mom. mom. It's not. I'm not doing that. Like, but you know, my mom. My mom's not unassuming. My mother definitely comes out of like some medieval times. Okay, I can't. <laughs> film. I'm I can't. serious. Like, I'm. You know, my mom told me recently. And I always be joking her about this. I'm like, yo, I have to create some kind of reality show with my mom because she says stuff to me like, <clears throat> if she tells me something, right. That she don't like, she don't deal with somebody. She says, you know, I got a funny feeling about them. I think, mm. you know, I feel like they uh, they sending me some Sharchi energy, right? Mm. I'm about to draw the line, right? Which side of the line you want? So she wants me to side with her and to say, yeah, man, you're right, you're right. And if I'm kind of just in the middle, like, man, I don't know if that's true. She said, excuse me? Oh. She said, uh, so you siding with them? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not side with anybody. I'm just, you know what the cost of treason is, right? Wait okay. a minute. I swear to you, this is how my mom talked. I was like death <laughs> is it death by bludgeoning that, i'm telling you she okay. was like if you violate my borders <laughs> yo i will oh consider it an act of war a declaration no, a declaration of war i'll be like mommy stop it this is not game that. of thrones hold on you don't understand. i am not playing this now so my hard. may she not <laughs> my luna may not have those same ideas <laughs> about people in life wait, wait, wait. but be clear she may not have the same ideas, I don't talk same. By, but she is much the she's much the same way. No, no, no. Okay, no, 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 no. So there are I, no, no, no. I, I get to do this. <laughs> I get to do this. I sat and I listened. I get to do this. <laughs> if my Mona has decided she is not friends with someone, then we are not friends. We're not. With that someone. We're not. And no, but I be having good reasons. Like if I feel like that she person said. does me wants wants to do me harm. You okay. can't bang with them no more. Okay, I understand. Mama said, <laughs> <laughs> she just but, okay. okay, but I don't so, I don't so, consider it treasonous oh and I don't bludgeon people, but I do feel like <laughs> she, yeah. I wrote a verse about it she too. Brought, but she brought a whole song. I wrote then a whole song. A whole, then she brings other people into it. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah. I got this thing about loyalty. This she much does. is true. If I break ties with somebody who done gone and dirty dirty, then you gotta break ties with them too. You're my best friend. <laughs> She hit me with that joint. I was like, um, Receipts, your beef baby. is my beef. My cake is your cake. When I get it, we can both eat. Best friend, I deserve loyalty. <laughs> no, I demand wow. loyalty. Don't go befriending my enemies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's how. Bars. <laughs> oh, she, and, and it's, she sent me it's this so meme one time with the, uh, it's a, I think it's a dog and a monkey. <laughs> and somebody's reaching for the, I want to say the dog's paw or something. And the monkey's like, that's moving. My, don't, don't touch. Don't, don't touch. That's, that's my boo-boo. friend. <laughs> She sent it to me. And don't I was like, don't no no. She she sent it to me and I was like, oh, I'm we clear. We're not I'm friends clear. with you. We don't that no. You're, you're, you're not like, our don't, friend. Don't touch that. You're not our friend. That's not your friend. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. I'm so glad you pulled that. That's in. why I said. But no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not violent or you know what I'm saying or hostile. Well, no, I just feel like we should cut ties. I don't feel like we should bludgeon. No, you know, I, I, with the guillotine. She's not that way. She's not that. I, and I, my, I my mother really thinks quiet. she's a, a country of, of her own. She is her and all of her, of her children. She be like, y'all belong to my she country. She is a country of her own. Yeah, yeah it be is clear. Country. You're right. <laughs> You're right. She is a country of her yes. own. People always tell me. They said, you don't seem like you from Baltimore. And uh, I say, well, that's because I'm from my mother's house. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay. I get yeah. That. I get she that. she was she was yeah. the law. She was the president. You know, the mayor. She has powers. The, she was God oh, in, in she her has house. Powers. She has powers. So yeah. it's like, powers. yeah, I, I grew up in Baltimore, but I really just grew up in my mother's house. Mm-mm. She she has powers. <laughs> Moo called me one day and said, "Mommy got stopped." Oh yeah, yeah. And I don't know what happened with the gentleman, but he was very. <laughs> I think he might have he might have actually paid for i don't know what he did he just sent her on her way did he give her gifts when he's i don't remember exactly how well, it went so I for just, years my mother drove with a crystal as her driver's license wait a minute <laughs> she did I'm, I'm serious looking at, i'm looking at you like when the police will pull her over she'll show her crystal <laughs> wow yeah and she's never got arrested for that i'm like mommy what wow. did you just do She's, she's like the universe. Like she's like the universe is, is we're in alignment together, and they the universe is pushing for my greater good. No harm can come to me, right? Mm-hmm. Th- you know, especially because she's she's native. My mom just wow. she's like you all can't give me a driver's license. You, I'm sovereign. Woo! I am my own country. I am sovereign. That that is my mother's uh, 
daily. That's what you came up by. Yeah, I am sovereign. Mm. Yes, yes. Mm. sovereign. <laughs> I do not belong to you all. You do not own me. Mm-hmm. Y'all, the I know, I know. How did that happen? And, and see, and that, that's why I know, Jada, look, we got, we got to wrap up. But that's why I'm, um, you know, I'm unhirable. I can't work a day job. <laughs> Hey, well, we have that in common. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I think we all do. I think we right, all do. Right, right, right. We are, we are I'm not mad unemployable. That's what hey, it is. We are unemployable. Okay. How much time do we have? Wow, free women. We actually like a couple minutes over at a time. Oh, so oh, can we at least mention how folks yes. can get in touch with us? Yes. Yep. Oh, oh, let's, yeah, go. Right. Okay. let's do that. Come on. I always oh. forget. So for me, uh, my website, ayanagregory.com, A-Y-A-N-N-A, Gregory.com. Um, most of my, most of my, um, Events are not on there. So for social media, mm-hmm. Instagram and Twitter is I'm Ayana Gregory. I am not I am just I am mm-hmm. Ayana Gregory. And if you want to book the play, Daughter of the Struggle, bring it to your school, theater, wherever. Booking at AyanaGregory.com. Indeed. Jay Mills. Yo, I'm the real Jay Mills. That's J-A-Y-M-I-L-L-S on everything. For all things green, that would be the green dot life mm-hmm. um we have greenmaidens.com uh ggc llc dc um that's for folks that are interested in growing at home mm-hmm. and also oh my gosh march 31st at the end of this month we have the women's holistic healing summit yes and spell that out.com women's holistic healing summit is going down at howard university um we matriculated all through the powers that be who finally gave us the go-ahead to have this holistically themed healing summit yeah. at a hospital um, to allow for the meeting of the minds and the allowance for all the natural ways that you can heal to be shown in in an expo beautiful so um, please women's holistic healing summit.com check it out spread the word Mm. it's a meeting of the minds come through you want to share your art and what you're doing to help holistically heal the world please come out when is share. that again? March 31st. Nice. At Howard University Hospital. So everybody here is Googleable. I Come just on. wanted to say yes. that. <laughs> Indeed. But I'm Raquel Rob Brown, and it's Radigya, R-A-D-I-G-Y-A, on Instagram and, and how can they get your book? Everywhere. The uh, Alpha Woman's if, Bible. If you send me an email, it's Radigya at gmail.com. Um, because I don't have hard copies left, I just sold them all out, like literally. Can you spell um, it out one more time? Radigya, R-A-D-I-G-Y-A. Yes, come on. At, g- <laughs> no, at gmail.com. <laughs> can, can you show your, uh, your book? And, um, the and Alpha, it's Raquel Rob Brown. The Alpha so Woman's Bible. Facebook and all that good stuff. Can y'all yes. see that? The Alpha Woman's Bible. Okay. <laughs> and we are here on full, nice. <laughs> okay. on full service <laughs> radio.org. My name is Maimuna Youssef. Well, y'all listening live now, but at Mumu Fresh is my handle on... Uh, Instagram, I'm at Maimuna Youssef on Twitter. And um, yeah, MumuFresh.com. We are here a couple times a month. I normally post about when we're going to be on here. But I'd like to thank my sisters for coming out and, and just, you know, sharing all of these powerful, powerful stories and giving so many of the women out there listening so much encouragement and inspiration on International Women's Day. And a salute to all of our mommies, all of our mothers who have, you know, lived this life for us and fought this struggle Mm, for us mm. and paved the way for Mm. us to be who we are. And um, you are listening to Amila's Window Seat on FullServiceRadio.org. Treasures in my deepest sea Can't help but notice me What kind of glorious creature is she? I'm a woman Show enough a woman Yeah I strut through a crowd like the parting of seas The silk of my voice and the beat of my feet They all try to figure what they see
my batting lash The peace and my power and the sweet and my sass I'm a woman, oh, sure enough a woman, yeah okay. I feel it like I got to get it, I'm gone Leaving and wondering what's in my song Already born with it, just how I'm made Cold as the ice, digging warm in the shade Roses have thorns, my thorns have a rose Do what I want, I know time to suppose Sweet like a licorice, hot like a stove Raising the roof to the break of the dawn Okay. 